Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Wednesday night. What seems to be a slow-moving week. Wednesday night, the 16th of June, 2021, brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware. Great place to get your hurricane supplies, uh, be it uh, if you need a, a generator or maybe you need a new pump or maybe you just need some ca- uh, some safety cans to put gasoline in. Head over there because they got plenty. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon. 631-756-1125 is the telephone number. That's West Babylon, New York on Long Island. And they have the best prices in town. Better than the big box stores. And the website is omnitruevalue.com. Wholesale holiday lighting by Giannini, your complete holiday lighting specialist. Meeting all your decorating needs. Maybe you want to do this as a business come Christmas time or add it to your current business. Or you just want to get your home decorated. They're at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, New York. Also on Long Island, 631-957-5106. And the website is liholidaylighting.com. So here we are, the middle of June. Uh, we just got rid of uh, Tropical Storm Bill uh, that formed uh, well off the North Carolina coast. Uh, Got went extra tropical this morning, so it's all gone. A name crossed off the list, and now I guess attention starts to focus on the uh, southwestern Gulf of Mexico because it does look like something is going to come out of there. But Joe, from what I'm from what I'm looking at in terms of the upper air, uh, the uh, conditions down there at all different levels of the atmosphere, and everything else that's going on. This is going to be one of those tropical systems that comes out of the Gulf that produces rain that when you look at it on the satellite, it doesn't quite look like a a tropical system, but it'll get designated that anyhow. And it's going to probably shoot up to the Gulf Coast relatively quickly once it gets going. Yes, and uh, some are even alluding to the fact that if it holds together as some sign of some kind of a tropical cyclone, that it might be in the vicinity of the New York metropolitan area come late Monday night or early Tuesday. A track that would take it to the north and east, maybe up along the uh, eastern seaboard and possibly doused portions of the mid-Atlantic with some significant rainfall. But again, that's you know, many days ahead of us. I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not one of those people at the moment. Okay. Just yeah. to, just to be clear, I would. I mean, I'm not well, one of I'm those. Just, I'm just. I'm not one of those people who thinks that it's going to be. Look, if it does come up here, it's going to be remnants, and maybe there's an identifiable feature that you'll be able to follow along. But uh, I don't. I don't. It's not. Gonna, I don't think it's going to be anything more than that. If 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 it were to happen. No, but it would probably bring us some wet weather, and it probably would be if if. Well, first of all, we have a. We're, we're jumping way ahead of our. Yeah, I I wasn't even have, going down that road. I didn't even want to go down that have, road. I mean, we have a front coming in with maybe some showers and scattered storms on Saturday, and then we have another front that's going to be working its way toward us on Tuesday, and maybe just maybe if this system, if it does hold together in one way, shape, or form probably will get whisked out to see like a giant whisk broom, that cold front coming in and pushing it out. But, you know, it, it makes for an interesting forecast for early next week if you want to go that far down the road. All right. So, you know what? We're going to do – we're going to uh, take care of this system first. 
and uh, see where uh, see what's going on. Uh, first off, starting off with the satellite, we'll have uh, uh, an NHC update before this show is out. In fact, it should be coming out in the next 20 minutes. But you look on the satellite loop, uh, you, you do see uh, an increase in uh, shower and thunderstorm activity. Though, but already it's, 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 it's getting, as I said earlier, uh, it already seems to be having a, a, a look that is not quite uh, a, a well-structured, that's going to be into, uh, develop into some sort of well-structured tropical cyclone. For one thing, the lowest pressures are down in the southwestern Gulf of Mexico, and there's not a whole lot going on in the western part of the Gulf of Mexico. There's a lot of showers uh, and thunderstorms coming across the Yucatan Peninsula and shooting straight northward, and that's going to become part of all of this. But you're going to have to look down in the southwest Gulf, and at least so far, and, and no surprise, because nothing really is supposed to happen here until probably tomorrow, because at that, the low center uh, has to emerge from land and move out into the coastal waters. But again, I would, you know, if I was looking, if I were to look for something that I thought was really going to get going, uh, I would I would look for that convection that's in the central Gulf to be in the western Gulf and not the way it is right now. In other words, you're you're saying that you would prefer to see it more centralized over the uh, the middle of the Gulf of Mexico as opposed to hugging the coast along the uh, along the Texas coast. No, no, no. The other way. No, what I'm saying is that the sha- that all that convection that's in the central and eastern Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Right. If, if this were going right. to be, if this were going to become a well-structured cyclone, I would, I would prefer to be sitting here looking at a satellite loop where the western part of the Gulf of Mexico was loaded with all the showers and thunderstorms, and not the eastern part. Okay, okay, I get, I get you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I've, I've got a, in fact, I have a lovely close-up on my screen right now of. Uh, from the Go 16 imagery of uh, this rather disorganized system, but eventually, it, I'm sure it'll it'll come together. 70% chance over the next what five days, and 90% chance over seven days that it's going to develop into something. It'll no, probably be seven, dead seven, long before seven, five. Days. Right, 70 in two days and 90 in five. All right, Which, two and five. It, it it doesn't really have a whole lot of time because by Friday by Friday night it's going to be up on the Louisiana coast. By the way, if you look at the loop. Right. If you look at the loop, uh, there is a little bit of there's probably some kind of mid-level low up here somewhere because the clouds are trying to turn in a cyclonic fashion. You see some of the lower clouds are going, uh, you know, east-west and then north-south in the southwest Gulf, and then you got all those clouds in the on the to the east that are running from south to north. But again, uh, well. well the center is going to wind up forming on the edge of all of this convection, and that's usually a you know an indication that it's not going to be a well-structured cyclone. That said, this still is going to wind up being a fairly big rainmaker for the Gulf states. If we look at WPC's rainfall forecast, I mean they have a very large area of five to ten inch rainfall. Uh, forecast over the next seven days. So obviously, most of this is going to be, if not all of it, is going to be from the tropical system, uh, from uh, southeast Louisiana to the Florida Panhandle, and even into parts of western Georgia. And actually, they even knows the three the three inch line gets to about me uh, in uh, in northeast Georgia. 
Uh, so uh, it, it is going to definitely be a solid rainmaker uh, when when uh, it, when it moves northward and it makes its landfall, which thinking probably sometime on Friday night. The other thing I was looking at uh, in terms of the upper air, and I, I pulled up the, this is a 200 millibar map, so we're looking way up here, but it's a good level to look at when you're looking at tropical systems. And <clears throat> starting with tonight, uh, there's there's moderate westerly shear up and down the whole western Gulf of Mexico, and and what happens is it starts to, that shear area starts to weaken during the day tomorrow, and you you see it has just sort of nosing up there in the middle of the Gulf. There's some southwest winds in the western Gulf of Mexico. This is not really the most ideal setup for a strengthening tropical system. Now, bear in mind, there have been year, there have been occasions where we've had tropical systems come out in this region at this time of year that have developed into full-fledged hurricanes. I just don't think this is going to be one of those instances. And uh, the other thing is I'm looking, you know, looking at this Friday morning where there's a low center south of New Orleans on the GFS. I know that the European is a little bit to the is, is to the left of this, uh, but there's a there's a low there. And, I, you know, I, it, there's shear to its east. There's, you know, strong west-northwest shear in the eastern Gulf. And you've got some moderate southwest winds. It's just a very convoluted look. It, this thing is going to have to develop inside that little zone where upper air winds are going to be light. And, you know, it, it's, it's, got, it's got a lot of things. It's, it, it's got a lot of issues here from that respect. Yes, indeed. I'm just I'm just looking at some of the comments here on the chat board, and uh, people have been talking about. Uh, uh, you know, I, I know you you've been discussing the uh, the tropics, Joe, but a lot of people on the chat board are talking about the extreme heat that's going on out west. Right. And, well, uh, we'll we'll take a look at just, that. Just, we'll 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 take a look at that shortly. Um, the uh, I'll bring the surface map up, and we can uh, follow this along. And we'll just give it a moment to load. So this is tomorrow morning. Actually, tomorrow morning, the GFS is already showing some kind of low uh, down around 22.2 and 93.4. You see the isobars there. Again, uh, very broad, um, pushing northward. There's, some, there's multiple low centers here uh, that, that show up. Uh, on the uh, on the GFS into Friday morning, and then you start to see all this rain, and, and that that pushes up uh, into uh, into the central Gulf states. Even though the low center itself, if the GFS is right on this run, is way to the left of where all the rain is, and then it comes inland. And of course, as you mentioned, there is a front. Probably be better if I switch this to the radar look. That's 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 probably a better. Uh, a better view here. All right, so this is Friday afternoon, and you see that area of rain that comes inland. I'll just have to give it a moment here for these maps to load, and that rain sort of spreads out across the Gulf states. Meanwhile, there's a front that approaches. Now, I'm looking at this new GFS, Joe. There's some kind, what is this? This is uh, Saturday evening, so there is a, sh a front that approaches on Saturday. So maybe we get a shower or a thunderstorm with that. Although it's not, it, it it's not a particularly bullish look for showers and storms here uh, for Saturday. And in fact, it forms an east-west line in the lower in the Ohio Valley, running from um, St. Louis 
uh, straight east to um, almost to Baltimore, a narrow east-west band there. And then the front goes by, and of course it sets up for a decent Father's Day. Now, here's where you've got this next upper trough that's swinging into the east that uh, starts to pull that moisture up. But, you know, it's so diffuse here. I mean, I can't even see a, pick out a, a definable center at all uh, with the rain that's coming out of the Gulf states. Most of it just moves off the Carolinas and Virginia coast and moves out. And then we have a strong cold front that's coming through on Tuesday because guess what? There's another deep upper trough that's going to be swinging through here from southeastern Canada. I mean, that's, that's the way things have been going. We keep getting these deep these, these rather deep troughs that form in the eastern part of the United States, um, which is great for our weather because it allows me to wake up like I did this morning, by the way, with a, dupe, with a temperature of 50. And, and, and it, what? it was gorgeous there, fifty a low of 50, a high of 80, and dew points that hung around 50 all day. Well, we had something similar up here. I mean, we had dew points that are mostly down the mid and low 40s. But I want to talk about the, the for, for Friday night and Saturday, Joe, Storm Prediction Center said predictability too low uh, in terms of Saturday's convection. And they're saying that because they're not sure that with the warm front, there might be, you know, Friday night into early Saturday, a couple of showers around, and they're concerned that that, that, that shower threat might take away some from the possibility of uh, stronger cells that may affect us later in the day, Saturday or Saturday night, that may, you know, lead to possible severe weather. So rather than just simply, you know, say, okay, the, the Northeast is going to have, you know, slight or marginal chance of severe weather, they're holding off on that until they can get a better handle as to what may happen Friday night and early Saturday with any scattered showers. You look at the Friday uh, day three forecast, which I see you have up there, and look at that broad area of slight over the Ohio Valley. And you would think simply by sheer extrapolation that some of that might get into the Northeast, but, uh, and I would have thought that they might think. have outlined some part of the Northeast with, uh, with some slight probability for Saturday. But they decided to hold off on that because, again, they're, they're uncertain as to how much the shower activity, perhaps Friday night or early Saturday, may take away from that severe threat later on Saturday. So for the moment, they're holding off on it. But again, tomorrow is going to be day three. Uh, Saturday is going to be day three. So they're going to have to make a decision one way, shape or form as to what they're going to uh, go for in terms of uh, I'm sure we'll be in at least at least we'll be in general thunderstorm coverage, whether or not we see marginal or whether or not we even see slight, I guess that'll be uh, yet to be determined. All right. Well, before we get there, we've got a marginal risk tonight along the uh, South Carolina coast to Northeast Florida. We've got a marginal risk from Northern Missouri into northward into Minnesota. And then for tomorrow into Friday, uh, the, uh, Slight risk appears from Iowa to Illinois and southeastern Wisconsin. Marginal, excuse me, marginal risk surrounding that. Uh, nothing uh, from Maine to south to, to the Georgia-Florida state line, except for a small area in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, where they have a little mark there for general thunderstorms. And then for um, day three, as you mentioned, this is for Friday into Saturday. Uh, the marginal risk cuts across New York State, Central PA. West Northwestern Virginia, the slight risk from southeastern Illinois, you know, straight east into western Pennsylvania. Yeah, this could be a situation, Joe, when you look at it, uh, that, 
if the, the, there's a warm frontal setup. The GFS kind of hints at that. You know, there's a warm frontal setup Friday night because there's a couple of showers that develop across upstate New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, down to Long Island. There's some uh, showers in uh, south central Pennsylvania, northern Virginia. Uh, that's there's a warm front that goes by. And then, yeah, what's going to be left for the cold front to work on? It does. You know what may they may do? You know, I'm just looking at this because of where the low is in eastern Canada and, and, and the upper trough that's coming through here for Saturday. Uh, that might generate some severe weather, maybe up in New England and northern New England, which is what the GFS is, is, uh, is indicating here. Correct. Uh, that, that, in other words, it may be more or less like a pendulum. What you see in the Ohio Valley instead of continuing straight east or even southeast, may actually veer up to the north. And uh, uh, Saturday, you may see uh, the possibility of severe weather, again, over the Adirondacks, northern sections of Vermont, New Hampshire, and on up into Maine. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's certainly a, a possibility for the start of the weekend. And then whatever we see on Saturday should be fairly well out of here and should set the stage for some nice weather. For all the dads on Sunday for Father's Day. Yeah, I uh, I, I believe so. Uh, I, I'm pulling up. I don't let the upper air load. I want to switch over to the new the old the new old radar <laughs> that we have uh, that yeah. we now have the new old radar and uh, where uh, the the push of dry air is so far south that uh, it has put Florida in. Uh, in line for a lot of showers and thunderstorms. It's been raining there for the last two days. And today in central and south Florida, as you can see this evening on the radar, uh, very busy here with the showers and thunderstorms. We've got a whole bunch of uh, special marine warnings in the yellow boxes that you see, uh, both on the east coast and the west coast. There's been quite a bit of uh, uh, shower and thunderstorm activity. And obviously, judging by what we saw on the satellite, uh, you're, you're not shocked here because it's all that tropical moisture that's shooting northward in the central and eastern Gulf and over Florida. And of course, in the meantime, uh, it is you know, pretty much bone dry except for some fair weather clouds. I don't know, what, what is that that's coming down from Michigan? Again, coming down from Lake Huron, over Lake Erie, Lake Ontario, there's, there's a little swirl of clouds that's dropping southeastward. There's nothing on the radar here, but there's some kind of little trough there that's dropping southeastward not going to make any difference all i think it probably does is maybe reinforce the dry air that we had today for for for, for tomorrow it might be yeah uh, well you know the today was a, a an amazing day tomorrow it's by the by the normal standards of things tomorrow's still going to be a sterling day weather-wise just not quite as sterling as what we're what we're what we saw today and incidentally i'm also watching and I don't know exactly what this is, but there's a big swath of clouds over in western uh, Pennsylvania, western New York. And and you would expect to, you would think that it'd be perfectly clear and dry or whatever. Yeah, that's this, but, uh, that, that's, this, that, that's this thing over here. That's what I was saying. What is that? Yeah, Probably yeah just, I don't know. Just some like little upper trough. I, 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 let me go back to the radar. I, there was nothing there when I looked before. Yeah, there's nothing there with it. Uh, the radar is absolutely quiet in, in all of the east. Yeah, it must be just some, you know, some sort of little upper trough that's going by. Meanwhile, you know, out in the west, of course, everybody was talking, as you said on the chat board, was talking about the heat. Uh, even though the satellite does look like there's stuff blowing up 
uh, back in parts of Colorado uh, down into Arizona. It is yet to show up on the on the radar. We had a we had a few uh, scattered clusters of storms yesterday, uh, late afternoon and evening out there. Uh, but uh, today, yeah, the clouds seem to be there. But so far, I mean, there's a couple of specks here in parts of Colorado down into New Mexico and also in southern Utah and, and northern Arizona, uh, probably producing all of about five raindrops. Let me let me see if I can if I could pull up the hazards map. I could probably before eight o'clock at seven fifty two. I should be able to load. Oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, I should be able to load. Uh, now where's my hazards map? Oh, here it is. Um, so uh, I should be able to load the high temperature map, and we can take a look at what's going on down there. So just we'll just uh, give it a moment as uh, I'll put some put some dew points on there and maybe some relative humidity indicators. Come on, I'm checking boxes here. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Let's put the counties on, too, just for laughs. I'm just looking, before we swing over, uh, I'm looking at uh, some observations on Long Island uh, where, uh, for example, uh, Farmingdale is 73 with a dew point of 41. Um, Cald Caldwell is 73 with a dew point of 39, Joe, 39. 39. Upper wow. 30s and low 4s. They've got relative wow. humidity levels running between 25 and 35%. Uh, it, it, it's June, and it, it's it's not a huge shocker to see that this time of year. It would be a huge shocker to see it if we were in um, uh, later July and, and, and August. But not in the moment. So let me let's let's uh, let me switch this to the max temperatures, and we'll uh, we'll take a look. Sorry, just having a little bit of an issue here. Um, okay, so, uh, max min, max temperature. Let's see if it will be kind enough to load these said max temperatures, and it has. Uh, so lucky us. Uh, and now here they go. So Phoenix so far today a 111, which happens to be their current temperature. Uh, 114 at Quartzsite, uh, Arizona. Quartzsite, Arizona. 114 the high. They've dropped to 113. Uh, the uh, dew point is 47, so that works out to a relative humidity of 11 percent. Uh, Bullhead City. Arizona, usually that that's one of those places. One of my favorite towns. Yeah, one of those places that usually shows up on the high temperature list here. Uh, one seventeen, uh, dew point thirty seven, a relative humidity of seven percent. Cottonwood Cove, near Searchlight thirteen E, is the high today one twenty six, one twenty six, and I see there's also a one twenty on the California side. So let's see that. Is uh, I-15 next to CMS in Baker. So I don't know. Okay, but all we know is it's on I-15. 120 was the high. 118, dew point 25, relative humidity 4%. And uh, Las Vegas McCarran International Airport was 117 today, Joe. 117. 113 right now. 
26.2.5% relative humidity. So um, I've been. they are burning up down there in the Southwest. I've been to Las Vegas, and uh, the, the time I was in Las Vegas, there was a roaring wind for like 15 or 20 miles an hour. I felt like if you were walking into a, a 1,200-watt hair dryer. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's that could be could be hot out there. Wow, that's well. That, that's a good way of put it. Putting it. Uh, yeah, I, we yeah don't, it was. We don't often talk about uh, Utah, so I just pulled up Salt Lake City is ninety seven with a dew point of forty three, humidity fifteen percent, uh, a north wind at eight miles an hour. Yeah, so I mean, and and, and into uh, Colorado, uh, hundreds showing up. Uh, there's one hundred in Fort Collins. Fort Collins Loveland is. Not Nine right now. They hit 100 today uh, with a 40 dew point and 13% relative humidity. Greeley, uh, uh, Weld County to the east of there, 99. 102 was the high, 99 right now. Keensburg was 101, also down to 99. And this must be some mountaintop. Wilkerson Pass. Everybody go to Wilkerson Pass because it's 68 up there. Uh, and uh, that is, by the way, 11,280 feet above sea level. So you, you 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 gotta you gotta. So let's see, let's see the dry Adiabat, three and a half degrees per thousand feet. So how how high? Eleven thousand feet 11. or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So they probably they're at least like thirty five degrees cooler than than sea level. We'll bring out uh, the, at the we'll bring, at the summit. We'll bring out the Price is Right yodeler. <laughs> All right, so let, let, let's uh, let's let's go through the upper air and see what's going on here, because uh, uh, the uh, the heat misers out there would love to get the ridge back into the eastern part of the United States, and I have to tell you, there's no sign of that happening anytime soon. Uh, Robert Russo hitting super chat tonight. Thank you, Robert. Most appreciated. Thank you so much uh, for doing that. Okay, so uh, here we go. I've already kind of jumped along here, so let me just roll back uh, to uh, Friday. There's a little bit of a cutoff low that's out of 40 and 65. Uh, not really doing very much. That goes out to the east. But here comes the short wave for Saturday that swings across southeastern Canada and into upstate New York. There's a nice little tight upper low that goes by through upstate. But as you said earlier, if the warm front Friday night to Saturday morning take uh, – stabilizes the atmosphere to a certain degree. There might not be much left for this thing to work on. Maybe up in New England, yeah, because that's where the, the strongest part of the trough is. That lifts out, and then here comes another deep trough into the uh, that drops down from a very strong upper low in northern Hudson Bay. This is Monday afternoon, and that trough drops down uh, the westerlies uh, into the Gulf states again. That's a that's a that's impressive ridge. The, the, the ridge in the west kind of shifts a little bit closer, more to the west coast than uh, in the Rockies. So at least the, the heat ridge does uh, push a little bit further to the west. And that trough here in the east, and this is going to swing a sharp trough here on Tuesday. So regardless of whether we get anything, any of that tropical moisture, which, you know, I look at this 500 and in terms of the timing, I would say that it really isn't going to get involved. But... This trough is certainly going to be sharp enough to maybe produce some strong thunderstorms here next Tuesday, assuming that the models continue to stay on this. And then that lifts out, and then you still have this strong upper low in Hudson Bay uh, for much of next week. But the base of that trough does start to pull up a little bit 
uh, still some remnant westerlies in the eastern part of the state, uh, U.S. late next week. And let's just see where it takes us in the long haul. And I'm just looking here. You got this strong ridge out at 40 West building up to Greenland. Uh, there's another short wave that drops down from Canada uh, in, into uh, southeastern Canada around the weekend of the 26th, 27th. And there's just, you know, another, look at this, another trough. Uh, although the ridge off the east coast does build back westward to an extent. So we'll see if that's real. And we do have uh, a bit of a ridge that builds in for the first days of the month of July. If you assume that the long range of the GFS has got its marbles uh, all in the right place. Uh, and we know when we go out into the long range that that may not necessarily be. So um, the 12Z run today says after day 11 or 12, uh, the trough in the east pulls out and we get a bit of a ridge that builds <coughs> just in time maybe for the 4th of July. So we'll see. I, I'm not I'm not overly confident here considering what we're, what, we, what we're dealing with right now, which is in deep troughs in the east and delightfully dry air. Well, I, I hope this never never leaves us. I mean, obviously we can't hold on to it. And, uh, you know, fine air like this does not ferment like fine wine. Eventually, uh, as we get into uh, probably later Friday, and especially so Saturday, dew points will take a, a noticeable climb upward. And then we'll have to wait for, uh, again, that front later on Saturday. But again, what happens on Friday night with that warm front? Does it stabilize the atmosphere with a few scattered showers? If it does, then... Uh, we may get some rumbles of thunder here later Saturday, but uh, nothing really to write home about. We we stay manage to stay dry Friday night and then ease into that warmer tropical airflow for Saturday. Then, you know, all bets are off for later Saturday and Saturday evening with that frontal passage. We may have to deal with some uh, nasty weather for the first half of the upcoming weekend. But Father's Day right now, Joe, looks a-okay. Hurricane Center just came out with their new update. Uh, so um, they said that uh, showers associated with broad low pressure over the Bay of Campeche and the adjacent land areas has become a little better organized since yesterday. Uh, the emphasis in my mind is on the word little. Uh, this system will move a little will move little tonight and little if any development is expected during that time, obviously because it's over land. However, the low should begin to move northward on Thursday. A tropical depression is likely to form by late Thursday or on Friday when the low moves across the western Gulf. Air Force Reconnaissance Unit is scheduled to investigate this area on Thursday if necessary. And then regardless of development, it's all about heavy rain. 80% probability in the next 40 hours and a 90% probability over the next, well, it's basically over the next 72 hours that something's, either something's going to come out of this or, or, or not. Uh, so the probabilities are quite high that we're going to, at the very least, I think we'll get at least a depression out of it. Whether we get a tropical storm or not uh, would depend on whether, it, uh, you know, we get a, a well-defined center that uh, you get some convection that can coalesce or, uh, around it. I, I'm not 100% a, a sure that that's going to happen. But uh, again, given the upper air that we looked at, it wasn't uh, anything to me that 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 screamed uh, tropical system. And I, by the way, I'm pulling out the, pulling up the NAM, which interestingly enough, uh, actually, uh, is, is the furthest West of all the models. It takes it, it develop it, it takes the upper feature. I'll pull the surface up in a minute. It takes the upper feature inland near Houston and then runs it almost straight North into Northeastern Texas. And you've got straight West winds from Kansas 
and they go west-northwest, Joe, from Kansas to Kentucky to North Carolina. How in the name of God is something, if that goes that far west, there's no way that's coming up here. No, it's obviously not. Right. It'll just run aground and run and just wash itself out, so to speak, over you know over the uh, central part of the nation. But uh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, uh, I just want to look at the surface here. I did notice the NAM was was earlier just actually trying to take something you know a, a more well defined center. It's pretty far to the left. It, it's way left of the GFS. I mean, I mean, it goes. It's east of Brownsville and Corpus Christi, and then comes ashore just west of Galveston, Houston. You know, gets down to about a, <clears throat> a ninety nine or a ninety eight low. So it would probably be you know a, a, a mid level tropical cyclone. And most of the rain, if it goes in that far left, most of the rain is going to wind up going to the left as well. So uh, 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 WPC doesn't seem to be uh, ac uh, accepting uh, this. This, And we might as well pull up the HWRF, which probably makes it a Category 5 hurricane. But let's just take a look just for yeah. just, for, just, <laughs> just Just for laughs. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the HWRF... I'm running it backwards because I'm trying to get all these maps to load. Uh, you know, it's got a very broad-looking low center that that's out near 90 west. It's actually further east, even even east of the GFS, and you know has the low coming in near New Orleans, but but it never really does anything with it. Uh, it's a weak 0708 low. Uh, again, I think the big problem is the structure of the upper air here is not ideal for a uh, you know solid development so uh, you know I, i'm uh, i'm not impressed let's just put it that way joe is not impressed this joe me and this this joe this joe too i mean we really didn't think there would be much coming i mean just it's just really too early as uh, as neil frank told me a long time ago who was the former head of the national hurricane center June and July, they're slack months. I mean, you want, you really want something that uh, some action. You have to wait until August, September, and uh, that seems to be the case. Yep. All right. So uh, here we are, eight oh six Eastern time. So uh, let's see uh, what Mister Briller has left for a, uh, um, a, a a Briller Jeopardy here. Hang on one second, and uh, big hellos to his mom. Uh, Scott's mom is, uh, you know, dealing with. Hope she's watching us, maybe dealing with issues. So hurry up and get better. Get over to the get over yes. to Home Depot and let them, you know, do what they got to do to your knees and to your pelvis and get you back on your feet again. All right, so we're gonna do a twist. Uh, he's got a twist here on TV show debuts. If you can get at least eight correct out of the, uh, uh, within three years of the show debuts, you can either you could pick either door number one. Door number two or door number three that Carol Merrill is now, you know, doing her prize is, pointing. Is my, is my wife on the chat board? I think she is. She is. I was going to say, if, if, I was going to say something to the effect like, you know, can I just pick Carol Merrill? But that's. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. Sorry, dear. I did not mean it that way. Yes. All right. I hope, All right. I hope you ate already because this way she can't you know, poison your food or something. Um, Steve, Steve LaPointe hitting a super chat tonight. Thank you so much, uh, Stephen. And uh, yes, folks, 
if you can hit the like button, that would be a, a good thing. And we appreciate those of you who have hit the like button. Thank you very much indeed. Who is the one person who could dislike? You know? I, no, I no there's, the, there's the regular two people that every day to keep keep hitting it. I don't even want to, you know, Joe, I don't even want to talk about them. They're not even worth, they, they aren't worth our time or energy. So just, okay. you know, they're, right. you know, this has been going on for three over for almost four months with the with, with with those two characters. Okay, so here we go. Uh, remember, you've got to get at least eight correct, and you have to be within three years. Okay. Uh, the first, okay. the first right. one, the first one is F Troop. F Troop, I think, was nineteen sixty-seven, which is within three nineteen sixty-five uh, is the correct okay. answer. Uh, n- the next one is. The Adventures of Superman. Um, that could be tricky. Yes. Well, I'm going to just, I'm going to say 1952. On the nose, 1952. Uh, the Phyllis Coates, I know you're, I'm a Phyllis Coates, Lois Lane type of guy, and you're a uh, Noel Neal. Uh, not that I didn't like Noel Neal. Noel Neal. Not that I didn't like her, I certainly did. But Phyllis Coates, that the Superman episodes actually the those those years, those black and white super uh, Superman episodes with with Phyllis Coates, a lot of those episodes were a bit on the dark side. Uh, they got a, they got more Phyllis. they got more campy as they you know went to the color color ones later on. Well, she was she was more of a tough of tough tough as nails type woman. Phyllis yes. Coates, you know she. She would talk back to the gangster or whoever it was who was holding her captive. You know, you know shut up, lady, or else you're going to get it. And what if I don't shut up? No, no. Noel Nell was like, oh, please, please, don't, yes. just, don't do, you know, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Well, the one with Phyllis Coast that I always stands out with me was when the uh, the guy that strapped the explosives on him and took her out into the, uh, on the, on, on the, on the, uh, on the ledge. And kept saying no comment right. until the time limit is up, and then and when the guy right. when the the guy comes in and you know he's all disarmed, uh, she turns to him and she says, "Now it's my turn to blow up," and she slap she slaps him right across the face, really really hard. Um, okay, here, that was Phyllis Coates. That was Phyllis yeah. Coates. Okay, number three. The next one is Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Oh, 1964. Uh, you're three for three, so you got three rights so far. Um, uh, Carol, get the cocktails ready. Uh, the next one, <laughs> the next one, the next one is The Man from Uncle, UNCLE. I think that was, uh, I believe that was 1963. 1964. Very good. So four down, four to go. All right. Uh, The next one is The Avengers. The Avengers. 1960. I'm going to say 66. No, 1961. 1961. 61? Yes. 61? 61. Boy. Okay. And that was with Diana Rick, wasn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she she just passed away, I think, about a year or so ago. Um, yes. Next yes. is, now you should get the next two. Uh, I Dream of Jeannie. 
I Dreamed of Genie, I think, was 1964. 65. 65. 65, right. okay. Uh, Maud. Well, Maud was a spinoff from All in the Family. I think that was 70, 1972. On the nose. Okay, so now you've gotten, that's the eighth one. So you've gotten seven out of eight. You have to get, you have to get one of the final two uh, in order to uh, be able to pick uh, one of the three, uh, the three doors. Um, so okay. uh, the next, uh, so we have Dobie Gillis. Dobie Gillis, wow. Dobie, nineteen fifty. I'm going to say fifty. Fifty nine. That's it. Fifty nine. You got it. And Mister um, Ed. Hello, Wilbur. Yes. Um, a horse is a horse. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Nineteen uh, sixty. I'll say, I'll say 61, 1961. 1961 is the correct answer. So now look, you, you get to pick door number one, door number two, or door number three. I'm going to choose door number three, Monty. Number three. So <laughs> what, do I, behind, what do I get? Behind door number two, you would have won $10,000. Okay. Wow. So that Monty's, Monty's cookie jar. That leaves door number one or door number three. You've chose number three. So let's take a look at what's behind door number one. And that is a case of minute rice. <laughs> or if you were a wacky package fan, minute lice. And, right. but, but, but you took door number three, and that means you win a day trip to any sol- total solar eclipse site for April of 2024. Oh, lovely. No, that's, that's Scott's way of, of trying to get me to start a, uh, an expedition, so to speak. Let's see. Here's, here's a good one. How about this? If you drink this soup, you'll get your lip torn. <laughs> oh god right lip torn tea how about this how about this one joe six six up you hate it it hates you, you. yes <laughs> or or here the breakfast of chumps wikis <laughs> i always i always like uh i don't even think they make it anymore that was does detergent d-u-z does so they right yeah. and, and and the wacky package for it was doesn't do nothing laundry detergent approved do right approved by beak dicks everywhere gadzooka yeah exactly gadzooka gadzooka <laughs> oh good i know your teacher and and finally the last one tonight the last one tonight jlo jlo <laughs> <laughs> This was our generation. Okay. This was. This, this was, was our generation. We had wacky packages. Okay. <laughs> Among other things. All right. All right. Um, okay. So I guess that's it. Uh, we'll uh, we'll end it there tonight. So uh, you and I back tomorrow night at the same bat time, seven thirty Eastern. Yes, and uh, the uh, chairman coming on saying uh, he was late, taking care of mom. She can't walk without a walker. 
And thanks to Christina and others for asking, waiting on ortho appointment, tremendous pain. I also want to mention that uh, Christina Pedia uh, lost an uncle. So not a, not a very ha happy night tonight on the, uh, yeah. on the chat. So board, sorry to hear that. We do hope better, better days are coming. We hope All for right. everybody. Well, positivity. We, you know, yes. Waves of positivity to everybody. Uh, that's uh, watching the show tonight. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern time. Of course, we'll have the uh, latest goings on of whatever is or isn't going to happen in the Western Gulf of Mexico. Uh, our weather continues to be absolutely gorgeous. So what's so funny, Minnehaha? <laughs> My wife on the chat board said, folks, aren't you glad you stayed till the end? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Behind every great man, there's there's a woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving it. Leave I'm it there. You've already hung yourself out to dry. Just leave it there. All right. So everybody, thanks exactly. for, thanks for being here. The super chat hits tonight from Robert Russo and Steve Lapointe. Thank you so much for your generosity. Most appreciated as always. And we will see you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody.